This is the Mama Knows Not Podcast. I had so much fun chatting with Led about his superhero life and comic books for the Roar Literacy Podcast that I was like, will you come talk about your dad life with me for this podcast? So welcome back, Led, to chatting with me. I'm excited to hear your story. <laughs> All right. Um, when you... Okay, good. Because I want to know... Because your fatherhood journey has inspired so many things for you, when you first found out that you were going to be a dad, do you remember what you felt? The floor. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go out from under your feet. Yes. <laughs> the, the world started to spin a little. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, it, pretty much, that's pretty accurate. Um, I wasn't expecting to be a dad at all. I was actually, uh, to tell you the truth, when, uh, when, um, uh, when my ex-wife and I learned that, that, uh, that, that she was pregnant, I was, what, 36 years old? Mm-hmm. I'd given up on the idea of having kids, you know, like, uh, it's like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh, well, you know, I can mm-hmm. like, adopt a pet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that was my that was my train of thought back then mm-hmm. and um oh wow really they got a big the big horns now coming out um so yeah the the, the noise of new york so yeah, yeah exactly the ambient sound behind this uh-huh but love it i to tell you the truth i mean like the first like the the, the first half hour it was like pure like nervosa and it was uh um, like all the questions in my head, like, um, it, it's like, uh, I'm going to be a, you know, like, I'm going to be a dad. What kind of dad am I going to be? Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Am I going to be like an idiot dad? I'm like, am I going to know what to do? Like, you know, like it's a baby. Like, what am I supposed to do with babies? I've never dealt with babies. What am I supposed mm-hmm. to do with that? So there's a whole bunch of things that goes on in my head. Like, um, what kind of life is he going to have? And all this, mm-hmm. there's so many things. And like, that was the first 30 minutes. So you can imagine what the rest <laughs> of that was like. So the last. The, right. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was actually to tell you the truth. The first, it was exciting and terrifying. Yeah. It, it's like, um, okay. It's like, uh, like you ever go to amusement park? eat like a ton of hot dogs and nachos and then someone convinces you to get on a roller coaster <laughs> but you get on the roller coaster is there's barely anything to hold on to and there's a whole yeah. bunch of loops right yeah yeah that was the first hour of you know me finding out like yeah there's a child coming and it was yeah it was pretty much like that where like it was it was a stomach full of hot dogs and nachos and you get on a roller coaster but nobody tells you that there's nothing to hold on to when the roller coaster's on fire <laughs> that's a good analogy i like that metaphor (laughs) oh i can come up with them all day Um, but um i i had no idea what i was stepping into but like i i it went from the nervous dad to like i need to know everything about Mm. like being a parent so uh, like a drill sergeant, you know they have those. The, the remember those books, the, um, the what to expect or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, okay. I have that. So I went through that book like three times. 
And I didn't know that they actually made more. So I went through those like five times to the point where I was actually able to like to remember stuff. So then mm-hmm. I was a nervous wreck. And then on top of that, dealing with, you know, like, you know, like dealing with Jake's mom at the time. And I'm like, you know, reading the book and saying, hey, it says that you're supposed to do this. And she's like, shut up, put the book down. And I'm like, <laughs> so I was always walking around with this book. <laughs> like trying to... <laughs> so, you know. First time dad, you know, like riddled oh, with anxiety, complete nervosa with a book in his hand, you know, trying to read everything in this book as if it's law. And I'm like, it says you're supposed to do this. And like, yeah. So they're like, should I be rubbing your feet at this point? You know, but. <laughs> She's like, don't touch me. <laughs> ex- yes. Yes. It was like, get away from me. You're being weird. So get away. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's like, awesome, though. Get away, you're weird. You know, beat it. Go find something to do. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm reading this book. And I'm like, look, there's three more. And she's like, oh, God. Oh, oh God. God. Get it. Why? <laughs> but I feel like. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, you just kind of getting captured a lot of first time parents. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, and then it came like, like the, like the baby proofing the apartment, mm-hmm. like still having like almost a good, like, like eight, eight or so months before a child even comes and mm-hmm. i'm still sitting there like you know should i put the bubble wrap on this wall should i what do i do about this and i'm already preparing ahead of time it's like so but that's the way how i usually am the moment i start thinking about something it just mm-hmm. i i need to know how everything works so mm-hmm. and then i get to the point where i start asking silly questions like i'm in like you know the you know, I, I'm the dad that's sitting at all the doctor visits, asking all the mm-hmm. weird questions. It says in this book, and the doctor's like, what are you doing? Put that book away. And then like, <laughs> Even the doctor's <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> it's the, that book was like the running joke, like before. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, but then it became like exciting. Like throughout mm-hmm. that, it like, it, it was, well, there was a, 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 a bunch of emotions, to tell you the truth. So it went mm-hmm. from my... Uh, it went from my damn near fainting to the nervosa and anxiety to mm-hmm. reading every book about like about pregnancy to asking every single question. And then all of a sudden you're you, you question your mortality. And that's mm-hmm. when you start thinking to yourself, like, well, what kind of guy am I going to be as a dad? Like, Ooh. you know, like, really, like, yeah. what am I going to like, like, like this kid's going to grow up and think I'm an idiot. Like, you know, like I've been. You know, I I don't mind. I I love playing video games, and I'm still like I'm comic book nerd. I got video games behind me. There's a ton of like collectibles on the other corner that you can't see. So, and I'm the guy that plays Call of Duty with the headset, screaming at Mm -hmm. kids from like from wherever, like an ordering Domino's on a Friday. That's what I do. I still do it. And Jake is amazed that I still do that. And he's like, "Old? I was like, I can still beat you, but." Your kids calling you out. That's so funny. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, you sound like my grandpa. And I'm like, you be quiet and just keep playing. So I, you know, but I went through a lot of those, the, lot, a lot of those phases where it made me question like where I was going, my direction and like, what am I doing? So it, there was this whole process where I went from, you know, complete maniac to mm-hmm. like, I really need to sit and focus about what I want to do with the rest of my life now, because there's going to be somebody paying attention to everything I'm doing. So now mm-hmm. I've got to really be on point. So mm-hmm. that also made me reevaluate everything. 
You know, I really had to reevaluate everything I did from that point. It's like, okay, I have a job. My job sucks. And I'm like, and then I started thinking, I'm like, wow, my job sucks. I need a better job. And it's like, wow. But, and that's really what made me want to change, mm-hmm. you know, what I do, change my direction. So I wanted to pursue a career in art. And because this was something I was really good at, you know, mm-hmm. life always got in the way. And now I don't have any excuses. Am I really going to do something so, like, my kid can be proud of me? Mm-hmm. You know? So the only thing that's stopping me is me. So mm. let me go for it. And that's what I, that's what I started to do. So, so yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, if you had yeah. met me like back then, you probably would have been like, dude, put that book down. So <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get my husband to pick up a book. So. Oh man. Just, just to have an idea of what I was going through. Was oh, that was wow. Fun. I was buried in that thing. It's like, <laughs> seriously. Like you, like you'd think that it was like a TV guide or something. I was looking at it like, what's going on? So, like, what month is this? Couple. And I had to go and like uh, bookmark them and yeah, complete anxiety. I'm I'm happy that part is over with. Right. Yeah. How yeah. did you come come into your own as a dad? Was there a moment that it just like clicked for you? No. It's like it's not... <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm still finding my way. <laughs> it's so to be honest here, it's like no, it. but you know, it's a lot of improvising, and it's a lot of improvising <laughs> and being very resourceful. And um, so it's like I kind of like stumbled like drunkenly through it, like mm. you know, like, so it's it's pretty much like that that stumble, like you know, like uh, mm-hmm. um, did you just? I like uh, th- there's no roadmap to it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like, you know, after like uh, like after his mom and I divorced and stuff and I found myself like, OK, I'm a single dad now, mm-hmm. you know, so there's no such thing as going back to normal. Yeah, and that was the thing. There was no such thing as going back to normal because, you know, the life I knew that was normal didn't involve a child. You know, the life that I had, like, that was right. normal was, was uh, as, you know, you know, yeah. happily married with a family. So now this is a completely new normal that I have to adapt to. Mm-hmm. So at that point, whatever way that I had to adapt to being, a, you know, the dad, everything, like, I had to, I had to figure it out as I went. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I really had to. And it was... And it took like, um, like you know, like my parents to help out. It took like you yeah. know, like close friends to help step in, and like you know, so I had like you know, I had a really good village around me when mm-hmm. you know, like raising Jake, and that really helped out a lot. It really did, and um, yeah, I, it, you know, so like, was there a time when things clicked? Still, no, but things got easier. You know, like. Diaper changes got easier. Feeding yeah. got easier. Um, like maneuvering a stroller in a crowded store got easier. Oh, um, man, and oof. Yeah, Heard loading, that. Yeah, loading a child in a car seat by yourself got easier. Mm-hmm. It was so over time, you know, these were things that like that I thought that was stressful. I would sit down and I think to myself, like, wow, I have an opportunity that a lot of people don't really get, you know. Mm-hmm which is to spend this quality time, you know, and just uninterrupted time that I could, you know, like, you know, that I could spend with Jake at that point, 
you know, these mm-hmm. are memories I'm not going to get back. Because kids, as you know, they're 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 only they're only little for a few blinks, and then before you yeah. know it, they're negotiating allowances and <sighs> trying to bribe you for expensive video games. So. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's like I liked you better when you couldn't talk. Talk, it's yes. Like, right. So like you were cuter when you just dribbled on yourself. <laughs> it was like so, but I I joke around, I say things like that to him. I don't mean it. But um I it, do. It's oh jeez. Well yeah, I do. Uh, I for the, the sake other day of the podcast. someone. Good Lord, yeah, but I said that you know. to somebody else the other day. I was just like I liked my kid better before he knew words. Knowing what I know now, I who who cares about the milestones they need to hit? Right. Not <laughs> don't, the don't let them talk or walk. Oh. <laughs> so you can, oh, as long as you can avoid it. Oh you, man. And you know the thing is that when you have a child with special needs and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, being that Jake is, you know, like is uh he was diagnosed with autism at four. So mm-hmm. the, the speech delay, it's like he only had like grasp of like three or four words. Yeah. And there were the speech therapists were very helpful. The occupational therapists, everyone was super helpful. And mm-hmm. I would do everything I could to ask questions because just like that book, I was always asking questions like, what could I do when I'm not here? What could I do like like in between, you know, in between sessions, things like that. And I remember, like, it was hard because, like, uh, there there were times when, like, you could see Jake's frustration when he wants to express himself. And then, mm-hmm. and, uh, it, you know, like, uh, it's funny because you're like, wow, man, I really wish you could say what's on your mind. I really yeah. wish you Fast forward a few years later, <laughs> dad, dad, I got a field oh. trip that I want to go on. I'm like, dude, oh, come on. <laughs> Give me five minutes. Just give me five minutes of sin before you jump on me. You know, but but I'm I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Like as as crazy as it is, because there was a time when you know, like when when you don't hear your kid speaking, and then when you finally do, it's a blessing. It's like and a curse yeah. at the same time because yeah. now it's, yeah, you know the phone call that we had a, like a few minutes before I signed in and like a, you know the podcast. It was like. Dad, do you think you can give me twenty dollars? I want to get, uh, I, I want to get a gift card for my Nintendo. I was like, "What other game do you want now?" And there was a whole big negotiation oh, about gosh. like what he wanted. Yeah, so I go through that at least like once or twice a week. So, yeah, but, I can yeah. imagine. I, 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 like the money that he could have saved in the last four weeks could have bought a bicycle. Yeah, and, and then he was <laughs> Kids, like, man. "How many more do I need for an iPad?" And I keep forgetting what generation I'm in. You know. So he wasn't even concerned about the bike. He was like, how many more weeks can I save for an iPad? I was like, oh, wow. Okay. You know, I'm really late. 50, kid. (laughs) Right. Yeah, man. (laughs) At least a whole year. I like that you said that parenthood is like improvisation and that you like things still don't click. Because I think that is so true. And people are like, oh, you just have to get to this age and it's easier. You just have to get here. You just but I feel like with every stage there's different nuances and there's different things to learn. And like as your kid is growing, you're evolving too. And you have to right. it's always like that delicate juggle of is my kid ready for this? Are they not? You know? Right. Da, 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 da. And like uh I joke about like, cause my kid doesn't shut up. He is the perfect <laughs> blend of me and my husband. My husband is in sales and uh-huh. I'm a creative. I was a theater and journalism major. So we both 
are very vocal. Um, and as soon as Jacqueline like set, it's just like off, 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 you know, he just like goes. Um, but I can imagine, um, what it's like when your kid isn't hitting those milestones. Like, right. um, I wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. So we got Declan genetically tested to see if he was predisposed mm-hmm. to anything. My, my husband's also adopted. So we don't, didn't even know like what could right. possibly be in his family. Um, right. And so we were like, well, we wanted, I was like, I need to plan. <laughs> if something's going to go, <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to have a special needs kid. I need to mentally prepare myself for what right. that's going to look like. Yes. Um, and as far as we know, he's, you know, maybe he has some kind of processing thing here or there. He's still too young for us to know, but um it, he's he's as relatively like normal, quote unquote normal, whatever that means, as you can right. get. So I could imagine having to go through that testing with Jacqueline, getting that diagnosis or seeing this delay in my child and not knowing what to do. That could be right. such an emotional experience. What did was going through your mind when Jake was diagnosed with autism? How did you respond to oh, that? Wow. It was... <clears throat> You know, there's a few, there's a few things. So, like, there's a whole process that goes through it because, mm-hmm. you know, like, even though his mother and I, we always keep a very good relationship, even though we're not together. So a lot mm-hmm. of the evaluations and doctor visits, she was always, you know, a part of as well. So then it also comes down to, uh, you know, you start doing a lot of detective work, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the Scooby-Doo mystery starts to like unfold at that point, because now you're starting to think like, okay, who in the family is autistic? Where did this come from? Or like things mm. like that. You start thinking of all, all those things, like not really, you know, like really having a clear understanding. You also thinking of like your your mind starts to jump to other things. You like, mm-hmm. like there were times I was really fearful about like, how was the world going to treat him? Like, um, yeah. Will he always need care? Will like you mm-hmm. know what'll happen to him if I'm not around? It's mm-hmm. like there there's all these things that like I started to think of, and then like there's that that fear that starts building, and then mm-hmm. um at a moment like sometimes it, it led to like and I wouldn't say dread that's a little too extreme, but you know there were times when like um you start to wonder if you'll ever experience things that like like watching him go to prom or like mm-hmm. will he ever get married or like you know will i mm-hmm. be able to throw a ball with him or like teach him how to ride a bike and i know it sounds outrageous but as a new parent like you know there's a parent especially with a newly diagnosed child a person who knew absolutely nothing about autism but a lot of these questions they're very natural and i always when i talk to people who um have a newly diagnosed child it's like you know you're you're entitled yeah. to, to 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 ask those questions and feel the things that you do because um this is what's going to make you the like the strong parent that this child mm-hmm. needs so you know it's you know get ready that that roller coaster that's on fire we're going to go through a few loops so it's like <laughs> <laughs> it was a very like emotional like it takes you from one end of your emotions to the next and it's like by the time you're done like you're 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 mentally exhausted i don't mm-hmm. you know i think like a lot of people don't really realize that when it comes to i see a good portion of my of my time raising jake was like emotionally exhausting because it it's mm. it's um you know it it wasn't him that was the cause of it 
you know, a lot of it was external. A lot of it were mm. people watching us, like in the street, mm-hmm. or like in like people he would interact with. Um, uh, the way how they receive him, the way how they talk to him. The yeah, you know, like I didn't notice that. You know, I I didn't mm-hmm. notice. It until I look back on it, and I'm like, wow, that was a really jerk question to ask. You know, like uh, yeah. And some people were just, you know, it could be just somewhat outwardly mean, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. it's, and you know, that, that stuff, it really like, you know, but you have to save face and not show like, you know, you know, to like, to be angry and like punch somebody in the eye because, you know, your kid's watching you, <laughs> you know, you want to be diplomatic yeah. and handle it well. Right. So yeah. but <laughs> no matter how much it's like, wow, I really want to punch you in the teeth. It's like, you know. It's like you sit there and you're like, no, like, you know, he's on autism and no, I'm not apologizing for his behavior, right. you know, and no, I'm not going to do that. That that was a pretty emotional thing, like going through that, because I had no idea what like what autism is. My only introduction to autism, I've said it in other interviews, was like Dustin Hoffman's performance in Rain Man, which really mm. like, you know, there's so many variations of autism that Absolutely. like, and it's like, as I got to understand more about it, but like. What's crazy is the only, like, the only familiarity I had with it was just that that movie. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, maybe I should watch this movie again. But the more I kept reading and researching, there were other, like, materials, things, like, you know, talking to his, uh, his therapist uh, and, you know, trying to figure out what's the best thing to do. I guess the more that I learned, like the, the less that fear started to go down, the mm-hmm. less like, the doubt started to go down, the emotional, like, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, like I, I started to create a plan at that point, the more I started to, yeah. So now, once again, back yeah. with the book in my hand. So, <laughs> <laughs> once again. Yeah. Cause I, I, I feel like you're stunned, what, 12 now, if I recall yeah. correctly. So yes. I think that there's been so much change with just how autism is diagnosed and all the different like subcategories that like all, all autism, autism covers everything from right. like certain components of ADHD that now that we know, um, yes. OCD, like yeah. I feel, I think like in my very ignorant, um, experience in my naivete with with autism i mm-hmm. think that more of us would probably be diagnosed with it now if we were born like i do and i'm not trying, trying to say that to make it like more accessible but i think that we're we've learned so much in just like the last 10 15 years that there's yeah. so many things um so much that goes into it and it, it's oh it's such a it's a it's such an interesting thing because i think so many people have like their um experience with it they might know someone who has autism or whatever right and but it's it's so different depending on the person like you're saying so like in that parameter how did um how did you like move on from there or like support him and like with his delayed speech and stuff like that well one thing i did notice though and this this is now we're starting to move into like like maybe like preschool, mm-hmm. that's around the time that he was diagnosed. It was about like he was in he was in pre-K, and one of the things that he loved to do was talk about superheroes all mm-hmm. the time. Superheroes all day, every day, twenty four seven. He was the MTV of superheroes. Every, all he wanted to do was superhero this, superhero that, and then 
not only did he want like to talk about superheroes, he wanted to dress up like superheroes. So he uh-huh. was always asking for costumes and stuff, and which was cute because he was the biggest kid in his class. Like you know, like, <laughs> always Aww. the tallest of all the kids in the classroom. And here he is in the Batman costume. Like you can't wear the mask, but you can wear the costume to school. Just let him. And um, Love and but he was very self directed and very. But all he wanted to do is talk about like. You know, talk about superheroes. So um, the teachers would always, like, you know, when I would talk to the teachers and stuff and then the parent-teacher conferences, and they're like, well, he's always talking about superheroes, and he's not really getting the lessons, and he's not doing this, and mm. I, you know. And that's when the wheels start turning. Like, you know, what can I do to help him out? And still, none of the Jig Jet Pole stuff was on the radar at the time. None of mm-hmm. it. So... I was a, a a technical writer and like a, a the technical illustrator. Like I used to make the uh, uh, what do you call those? The those really complicated like electronics and the, the instruction manuals. Yeah, you know that you get frustrated and yeah. you throw it against the wall. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Yeah, I used to make those. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> um, oh, I got words for you, buddy. <laughs> life, I don't do that anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm done with that. But um but yeah, I mean it's like once my contract was over with that company, you know, I pretty much found myself now I had a son who needed to learn. Like mm-hmm. who is uh who has a special interest in superheroes. I'm now unemployed because it's like, you know, my contract is done. And I remember going to like the unemployment office here and everything I do, I sit down and I doodle, I'm always drawing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I run into somebody who really changed my life, man. Really, I had no idea. Like the places and the people where you'll find like yeah. things that will inspire you. Yeah. So and this one gentleman, I'll never forget him. And he says to me, he goes, wow, because you should really start your own business. And it's like, you ever like, you know, whenever <clears throat> somebody says something to you so amazingly wild that you have to squint. Yeah. You know, so you have to look at him like, huh? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> And this smoking, all, that's like exactly so <laughs> and i was like what kind of business would i start you know i'm like but thanks you know and he was like well if you you know if you go through the small business program you don't have to look for work and report here every week okay all right i'll i'll start my own business then okay no problem and what kind of business am i going to start oh don't worry you'll have time oh okay so you know, at the same time, I'm trying to help Jake out. I'm trying to teach him. And it was a little frustrating at first because, right. like, it would just be basic sight words and he just wouldn't get it. He'll just walk away from the table. You know, he'll just do his yeah. own thing. And I couldn't get mad at him. You know, I, 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 I couldn't get mad at him. Like, your first response is, well, you get back here. Go, you get back here and finish this. But it's, it's, you can't do that. You know, so mm-hmm. he's not going to understand why because he's just doing his thing. So I'm like, wow, okay. So I got this idea. I was like, all right. I was reading somewhere about art therapy classes and stuff, and they were given these exercises, and I Googled them, and I found a bunch of them that I thought would be cool. So I just had a big, giant bucket of crayons. And I threw it on the table, and I remember, like, my mother was my mother was here, and she was screaming, why is all the crayons all over the table? So I said, Jake, let's sit down. You and I are going to draw. And he was like, yeah, draw, cool. So he sits down and he starts drawing. I'm like, okay, so Jake, draw me a happy picture. What do you think happy looks like? You know? 
And he would draw me a picture of what he thought happy looked like. Draw me a picture of what you think sad looks like. Okay. What color do you think happy is? What color do mm. you think sad is? Right. And so I started breaking down like everything I learned about comic books. I started breaking them down into small little mini lessons. So like, mm. so, cause I figured, Hey, this will keep him occupied for a little while. I had no idea what I was doing. Everybody's like, wow, that was really genius. I just want to set the record straight. I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. And that's the way how the universe kind of lines itself up that, you know, oh, these crazy things universe. happen. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just like, okay, we're going to draw a happy picture. We're going to draw a mm -hmm. sad picture. What color do you think happy is? What color do you think angry is? What color do you think? And I would say, do you think blue is sad? Do you think gray is sad? Do you think like, you know, and I would go through all the little colors with them. So I made this emotions chart. You know, mm. hey, I feel, and then they'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I would put on the refrigerator. And so every time they were, like, I would pick them up and bring them to school. Jake, how did you do today? How did you feel? Right. Mm. Feel red. Did you feel yellow? Did you feel blue? And he would point to which one he felt, you know? So over time he started like, you know, he started saying like, dad, I feel yellow today. Oh, you're happy. Mm -hmm. okay, so what happened today? We ate pizza. Okay. Ooh. Great. So I noticed over like the course of like weeks of like months that it started to like to kick in. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, then from there, like uh, I found another one, which was this is where the whole Jake Jet Pulse thing started was lesson. Draw yourself as a superhero. Mm -hmm. Me not knowing what in the world I'm doing. Right. I sit down. I say, OK, what we're going to do is we're going to draw ourselves as superheroes. I'm super dad and you're super Jake. And he took that name and he ran with it. And he just started drawing himself as a superhero. I'm stupid Jake and I'm flying and they could beat the bad guys. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And then all of a sudden it came with this elaborate story. And I was like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Then days later, he started dressing up like the character. So he would find like all of his his winter, like his long johns, and he'd find a cape from his nice. old costume. And yeah. he'd run around the house and pretend to be Super Jake and... And I was like, wow, I mean, at least he has a like a real cape. I just had like a bath towel, you know, a little <laughs> jealous. But um, he actually created his own costume. I'm like, wow, this kid is really cool. So so now he's drawing this thing. And it's not like, you know, like a once a week thing. It's now mm -hmm. it's an everyday thing. It's every time he sits down, he's drawing himself as a character. And I'm like, Jake, can I see these? And he goes, you can have them. And he would oh, them together and he'd give them to me and stuff like that. And then, like, I would have all these issues that he would make, you know, that's only for a penny because he couldn't count as high as, you know, so they were only a penny. And this was how he would write stuff down. And that was the, I think that was like the, like the cool part, because it's like the yeah. more I learned about him playing, the more that I learned about that 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 really helped me you know like um you know understand like how to help him learn but it was yeah. frustrating before that it was really frustrating for everyone that was involved in you know in helping him learn the teachers everyone because at first you know you get advice from all sorts of different people about like totally you know, i've hurt their attention you know me i just jumped right in and said hey so what's so bad about mm -hmm. the special interest it's not as bad as me when it comes to like you know like muscle cars and like motorcycles mm. you know you know i have a, I have affinity for like you know playing with like with cars and building models so uh -huh. why not like superheroes so totally
Yeah. So when he was diagnosed, like in retrospect, is there something you wish you would have known or information that you wish was more accessible that would have been helpful to you as a parent? Oh, wow. Um, that was the, that that was the start of the website. The the website originally started me just showcasing Jake's artwork, mm-hmm. and it was actually like I would go to different websites to learn about like 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 autism spectrum disorder, right? And the as informative as those websites are, thank mm-hmm. you. They're also incredibly dry, and it's like very straightforward information. Yeah. That if you read for more than five sentences, you'll start to daydream and like, oh, I cannot. Oh, there's just too many words that the words start moving on the screen. So I said to myself, now that we're sitting here and doing all this stuff, I wanted to showcase what my life was like as an autism mm-hmm. parent. And then showing some of Jake's artwork while explaining what autism spectrum disorder is. So the the first part of the website that I actually created was um, a compilation of everything that I've learned from all the speech therapists as teachers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I would have them fact check everything to make sure the information that I gathered was correct. And then I put that online along with like photos of him dressed up as his character with his artwork and how that was inspired and as it went on, I made flashcards to to help him learn and things like that. So there was a lot that went into that. It was yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was a lot that that went into that. Like really wanting to learn, but like looking back on everything, I wish that like someone had made something that cool because I couldn't find anything like that. It would have like on me. I'm a visual person myself, mm. so everything you know as a creative, I can visualize it. For me to sit down and mm. read, it has to be something I really want to read, or else I'm just not as enthusiastic about it. It's like I, I can't help it. And um, so it was very, it was very tough. It was like um, I, it, it was, it was really tough to like to find like information where like uh, a, a lot of the information was it, 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 I think it was missing something. It was just a lot of information and yeah. like. You know, I, I I really wanted to connect with other families. So mm. That's what I really wanted to do, and it was like, or that's what I really wanted to find. So looking back on that, I think that's really what I was looking for. So I built the site mm. to like to to nice. show other parents like who were just you know with a newly diagnosed child that hey, you're not alone. There's even though that, like you've received this diagnosis, you're gonna wonder, you're gonna have all these these crazy questions, but then there's something really awesome that's going to come out of this. Mm -hmm. And you just have to ride that fiery roller coaster and find out. So like find out where you're going. Like looking back on it, that's what I was looking for. Like, you know, just someone to connect with. Yeah. There was a lot of isolation there. Like even my own part, because it's like, there's the whole frustrating part about um, like how people react to him out in public. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, the, the reactions are negative and that causes you to self-isolate sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, or you feel like a little uncomfortable with taking your child to certain places because of like how he might react to certain sounds to certain. Yes. There, there were so many things Absolutely. that like, I felt like, you know, I kind of like took myself out of the world, mm. you know, and it was like, it gets lonely. 
you know, mm-hmm. as a parent, because it's like you feel like, wow, is this ever going to end? Is there ever going to be a time when he gets it? Is there ever mm-hmm. going to be a time when he's going to learn this? At the same time, you feel like you've sacrificed a part of yourself, you know, as noble as it may seem, but you're isolating yourself and now you have no one to talk to, yeah. you know? And it's like you want somebody to hear you. You want somebody mm. to, to know that, you know, you're going through something. It's not all, you know, it's it's stressful for a lot of people who are raising a child with special needs. And that's normal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like this is an emotional thing. It's it's the hardest thing. It's a it's a wonderful thing when you when you know, when you see them making these accomplishments, when they've mm-hmm. when they finally, you know, you know, when they're when they're doing it. And it's also like at the beginning, it's heartbreaking because it's like your mind can't help but run and go to like the worst parts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was looking to find, you know, like something I could connect with. I think that's really good what you brought up too. It's like, you know, in a, in a way when you get a certain kind of diagnosis, you know, it, whether it's, you know, an intellectual disability, mm-hmm. a physical limitation or an illness doesn't really matter, but it's like, you're, you're almost like, because you don't know, so right. you're almost grieving what could have been. Do you know? Exactly. It, it is. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a form of grief. And cause you don't know what your kid's going to be capable of. You don't know if you're going to make it through the sickness or whatever it is, or you don't know, like, even if it's like a car accident, like you don't know if you're going to walk again or wh- whatever the situation may be. Right. And it's like, I feel like that's such a normal, oh, I hate the word normal. I really do, but I don't know what to substitute it with. Um, but I feel like that's such a, a human em- emotion and just a human reaction. It's not even a response. It's just like innate in our, I don't know, our person. Um, right to go through that and be like, wow, I could have done this. Or what if he could never do that? Or da, 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 da. Um, and I think it's, I think it's great that there's definitely programs out there. Like, uh, what is it? Tim Tebow. He has, um, an organization and they throw a prom for, mm-hmm. um, special needs kids that, you know, every year kind of thing. So they can yeah. feel like superstars and stuff like that. So it's so great that these programs exist now, but I don't think they were around 10 years ago, you know? What I mean? right. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it's like, these are things that I was looking for and it's like, how can I make a change somehow? Like, how could mm-hmm. I, like, how could I improve on like what already exists? Mm-hmm. And, but like, I just never, could connect the dots so it's the um, when we created when we created the comic books it was i I wouldn't say it's an accident you know it's not what it is but when i realized he was paying attention to superheroes Mm -hmm. when i when i realized that it, it was um it was one of the first things that i wanted to share with you know with his teachers Mm-hmm. So I took all of the drawings and I took my drawings too. And not to like say, oh, I'm better than him, but um, I went to, <laughs> I, I, you know, I showed his teacher. I said, listen, I know that he's really into like the superheroes and stuff. Why don't we just, you know, if like, do you mind if I take some of the work that he has in mm-hmm. like make it and turn it into like this superhero, you know, like, and she thought I was completely crazy. It's okay. She thought I was nuts. And I was like, no, really, this will work, I guess, I hope. You know, like, I really had no idea. And 
fingers crossed by on my back because I, I don't know i'm willing to try anything right now but um i noticed that when he saw a character that looked like him mm-hmm. like the light went on mm. like, what Ooh, does that word say yeah and then those were the questions what does that word say i'm like that word is jump jump i'm like can you say that the sentence i could jump real high because i'm wearing a cape okay fine don't care as long as you said it you know can you jump you jump like okay all right good you got syntax, it syntax yeah so i would the sit there, there. And, yeah so i would sit there and like i would like uh, i would another picture and i'm like jake what does this one say so and then like i remember like he was doing it he was literally like you know, like trying his best with like the until until he was able to memorize like the, the basic sight words. Yeah. So then I put a little book together for him to see if he could actually read like you know the full sentences. Mm-hmm. But I thought it would be kind of cool because the kids they used to have those those books, uh, the Jack and Jane or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so uh huh. It's uh so I decided to do that with his character. And create like a book with some simple sentences and stuff. I know I have a bunch of them still laying around. They're little tiny books too. Yeah, like the the very first ones. Yeah, like the yeah. My first C-spot. book. Da, da, da. C spot. C spot. Run. C spot. Jump. C spot. Yes. Like that. This one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And um, I gave one to him. I said, "Show this to your teacher, and I want you to read it for her." You know, and he did. You know, and I was picking <laughs> him up at school and. Um, and the, the the kids in his class were like, "Hi, Jacob's dad. Do you have any more of those books?" And I'm like, uh, "I I think I have a couple more." And I would give them to the kids. I asked their parents, "Is it okay? I can give this to them?" And then, like uh, a week later, the parents came up to me and they were like, "Do you have any more of those books?" I was like, "Uh," and, and I had this box sitting yeah. in the house with a whole bunch of nine ninety nine plus tax. Yeah. <laughs> And, shipping and, handling. and if you buy if you buy two, I'll throw in another, you know, the, so <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty crazy. So now his classroom has like these books and then a teacher from a classroom across the hall was like, Hey, do you have any of those books? And I'm like, sure, here's a few. And then the principal came to me and I thought he was going to say something about it. Cause you know, me and principals, you know, I, you know, we were in high school before. So it's <laughs> like, you know, today the principal wants to talk to you. I'm like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> so he's like, just yeah, I really, yeah, I'm just, just making books, man. It's it. Just books. So he was like, yeah, I want to give one of these to the superintendent. Do you mind? I was like, no, of course I don't. So. Now I'm giving these little fun fun books, you know, with like simple sentences and sight words mm-hmm. and stuff with Jake all over it. And and I remember someone asking me, like, are you ever going to do another one? Well, I guess I could, mm-hmm. you know, and then I do another one. And then I was like, ah, this seems like fun. Maybe I'll do another one. And yeah. Do another one. And then before I knew it, I was like, Jake, what's going on with this story? And then he was like, why? You don't know? He was like, no, I have no idea. And I would put the voice recorder on the table and he would tell me all about his characters. And it was such a an amazing universe to the point where I sat there and I was like, oh, my God. Like, this was in your head all along. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fantastic. I mean, this is something I would I watch it. on a Saturday morning. And I'm like, wow. And like, and then he replied to me. He was like, he's like, how come you didn't know it? I'm like, cause I'm not a mind reader. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> we don't have the same brain. Wow. 
So, but he expected me to know it as if like, you know, and that was the crazy part about it. So I started, you know, writing a script, you know, putting it all together. And the more I wanted him to learn, the more lessons I threw into it, the more I just Mm. kept sneaking things in. And that's what I did. So I, I, I made the reading comprehension workbook. So the mini comics were just, um, okay, let's see how well you read it. This is my way of testing them. Mm. So that's awesome. That's, that's exactly how I did it. So everything that I did, like, what the books are is everything that I did with him, you know, like on our own before I even mm-hmm. thought about putting the book together. I would just make those, you know, I would just print them out. I would just draw them on the computer, print them out, give them to Jake. And after he was finished reading them, I was like, okay, so what happened in this scene? That's exactly how that happened. That's you know? awesome, though. Yeah. But, I- yeah, I think it's been so incredible that you you kind of like leaned into what he was attached to, to make it work for his benefit and the benefit of like school and your household and everybody's sanity, you know, like you made it work <laughs> for, for well, everyone. Was, I figured I had nothing to lose. I, I really, to tell you the truth, I pretty much ran out of options like every other way. <laughs> I really did. I, I was like, I had no idea what I was going to do. And like, there's that, that, that old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Uh, yeah. So that's exactly what I did. I just sat down and just started talking about superheroes with them. I'm like, instead of stopping, you might as well enjoy this before you, <laughs> before you grow out of it. Yeah. Twist your arm. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, while we're still talking about this, might as well just, you know, have fun. Yeah. Make it work. And before I knew it, yeah, that was that really that uh, that last hurrah was like, okay, let's you know, let's talk about superheroes. Let's finally have that conversation. And nice. that was that. That's what it was. So I that pretty much like I wouldn't say I I gave up, but I ran out of like you know I was pretty much all out of suggestions. Mm-hmm. I was already like you know at my wits end. I'm like, where do I go from here? Yeah, well, I think I I like the the looking at it from a term, just from a third party outside perspective. It's like you gave in to what your child was telling you. You know what I mean? Like, I and I look at it too, like in schools all the time, because I feel like our education system. And this is a tangent and a different topic for a different day, but yeah, um, you're supposed to like fit into this, like you're supposed to conform. So like whatever the bell curve is, but there, most right. of us aren't really on that bell curve, you know, so many of us learn in multiple ways and you're, you're kind of forced to conform. Yeah. And I, I think that you did the opposite for your kid was you found what inspired him and then he was learning, you know? Um, yeah. My kid goes to a Montessori school and I picked it because I wanted him to have some certain principles that like, I don't think we get in public schools, mm-hmm. which is, you know, leadership and individualism and, you know, all that kind of right. stuff. And, and so when I, because every child learns differently. And yeah. I think so for, for me, like what I hear you say is like, you just leaned in to what your son needed and maybe it was the last you know, option. <laughs> you had yeah. no other choice, but uh, you got you got there. I don't yeah. think, as a parent, I would be able to identify and do that. You know, like so I think it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's the beauty of being a geek because, like, you find the like the weirdest things. Like, yo, I have Star Trek to thank for that one. I like, I didn't. <laughs> no, come on, I wasn't think that was not on my radar. Like, embrace the crazy, just go for it. You know, like just. 
I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that. It's like I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. Mm. And I remember I was. Um, I remember like he was with his mom for the weekend, and I was sitting <laughs> at home, and I had just ordered a pizza, and I'm sitting there like literally stuffing slices down my face, watching Star Trek: The Next Generation. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And there's there's an episode which is very interesting because Patrick Stewart is stranded on this planet with this guy, with the, with this alien, and all he could say is like a small handful of words. You know, and I forgot the name of the episode, and I know like I'm gonna have my geek card revoked because I don't remember the name of the episode and what season it happened. You're fine. But it's you know, but it's amazing because all it is is that like the, the this alien species only speaks in phrases. Mm. So by the end of the episode, right? So at the end of the episode, Patrick Stewart's able to communicate with him and like have a whole peaceful, you know, union with this species because he learned how to speak their phrases. Mm. I'm dead serious. I'm like, uh, like that, that's where I was. So I'm yeah. imagine me. I'm sitting there like munching on a slice, going, <laughs> oh! like pointing at the screen, speak mm. his phrases. Speak his right. language. Speak his nice. language. Exactly. Nice. So it's like, so why, you know, instead of me like beating my head across a brick wall, why don't I just, you know, like ask him like yeah. you know, who will win in a fight or let me start asking him math questions or like, you know, or, or certain mm -hmm. things like with superheroes. So, which I found kind of weird because I would say, Jake, what's two plus two? And he would look at me off oh, uh, uh, and he would start counting, you know, like on his fingers and stuff. To 10. But the right. yeah, 11, you know, exactly. But, like, it does. He would make up numbers. I'm just kidding. He wouldn't do that. But he would get stumped when I asked him, like, Jake, was like, was three plus two, right? Yeah. And then again, when like I would notice he would answer them faster, right? If I said, if Batman, Robin, and Batgirl fought the Penguin, you know, you know, like fought the Penguin and like the Riddler, like how mm -hmm. many people are in the fight? You know, and he'd be uh... like. Right, and he'd be like five, and I'm like, "How come you couldn't answer the three plus two? Right, you know? but he immediately language. Fired, right, and then it's I sat there, I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Hold on, so let me try this again." And I was like, "Okay, I gotta try this again." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, you hmm. know, I said, "If if, uh, if if Superman picks up two cars and he drops one, how many is he holding?" He's like, "He's just holding one, Dad." Duh. <laughs> right. And I'm like, but if I ask him, hey, was two like was 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 two minus one, you know? It's and like he's like, wait. He's like, you carry the three and then you cross it. But you know, it's Time's I know it's, four. Right. He, <laughs> he's like the the answer is nine, you know? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it's not. But um but I did notice, all jokes aside, that I did notice that when I actually use comic references, like, you know, references with comic books or science fiction, mm -hmm. like, Jake answered the questions faster. So crazy. And I was like, wow, this is exactly what I need to be doing. This is like, wow. I need to, like, so now when it came to his homework every night, right, I would have to rephrase all the questions on, like, his assignments to, like, superhero uh... stuff. Wow. And then he would get the answers. Right. Nice. But the hard, the, the hard part was, was like when he actually had to take a test and he actually had to ah. read whatever the teacher provided. So it was like I had to go through the lesson like two, three more times. So I would do it the fun way and then I would do it the boring way or I'd give him mm. the choice. 
you know, do you want to do it the boring way first or do you want to do it? <laughs> you know, I right. would reinforce it with the exciting stuff so that he would actually get it. Yeah, that's that's pretty. But like, again, you picked up on it. You know what I mean? Like, you, like I yeah. joke because my kid, because he makes up numbers all the time. <laughs> he does. Like, 11 teen is a real thing in our house. Just so you know. <laughs> Like, I mean, he's only five, but still, I'm like, you you know that's not a number. Yes, it is, mommy. I'm like, okay, kid, whatever. Well, but, for a while, 2014 was like, you know, <laughs> wasn't just a year. <clears throat> it was God, amazing man. because, like, the, the teens never ended. He would get up to yeah. 19 and then yeah. be 14. Yeah, 21 teen. teen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my kid's like, how do you count to 40? And I'm like, well, <laughs> like this. And he's like, okay, whatever, lady. Oh. But if you're if you're reflecting back, um, mm -hmm. what advice would you give yourself? Or you could put it like, what advice would you give a parent who just found out their kid had a diagnosis of autism? Well, with that is you know, breathe. Ask mm. a lot of questions. Mm. You know, ask a lot of questions. Do not be afraid to ask questions, no matter how absurd they might be. No matter how you think somebody might look at you for asking those mm -hmm. questions, like you're entitled. You have, <clears throat> like you owe it to yourself, you know, to ask those questions because you're going to find your stronger self, the more resilient self on the other side of those questions. Mm. You know? Gather all the information that you can. And that's another thing that I did was to like, you know, even if you have like the most wildest Google search, you know, like, hunt those answers down find out mm. like, what's the best way and also too is to like um don't leave the support with just the therapist do everything that you can as a parent you know and make it fun mm. like make it exciting there are certain things there to help develop small you know like the fine and gross motor skills there are a lot of things that you can do to make it fun a lot of like sensory skills that I learned, like arts and crafts things that you could do, homemade finger paint, homemade slime, make a mess. It's all good. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, these are things that were fun and exciting. You don't have to be like super creative. You don't have to paint like Michelangelo to do it. But it just, as long as you're having fun, and it also gives you the opportunity to engage, the, you know, your child and ask questions and like how they're feeling. And then this is how, like, you become, like, their support system. So if anything mm. happens, you won't have to pick and prod, and, you know, like, try to, like, to pull the answers out of them. They'll come to you, mm. you know, most insane questions and things. But, like, for a parent of a newly diagnosed child, it's it's scary. But, like, I would say, yeah. like, before you, like, you find yourself self-isolating, before you... um you know, start apologizing for your child's actions or whatever. My my, my advice is find other parents who are, yeah. you know, and associate yourself with, you know, with others who have gone through the same thing or a similar path as you. Because, you know, having that kind of support system, like, makes your, like, brings, and I too don't like the word, like, normal, but mm -hmm. it does bring balance to your world, you know? Ooh, balance is a good like, one. Yeah. It does bring some. It does bring us like some balance, and it gives it like it, it gives it meaning. So you really feel like um, now you have somebody who understands. You know who understands. They they know um, the the outburst the tantrums. Yeah. The, the 
what, like however like you know like the the odd looks the the strange questions mm-hmm. the the yeah you know that that weird feeling like you know like why is everybody staring at my kid you know like mm-hmm. no these are people who are you know who are unapologetic you know who you know are raising their children as good parents you know teaching the kids values the only difference is between you know between Jake and another child is that you know sometimes he draws out the you know outside the lines you know mm. there he you know he'll figure out the answer but he'll take a completely different route to get there yeah it's um you know these are the things that make him unique you know these are the things that that make him who he is you know for, mm-hmm. If he didn't have that, he'd be a completely different child. Would I be doing the things that I'm doing now? Would I be as involved? Right. Or, there's so many things to think of. But yeah, I my my biggest advice is is to, you know, connect with other uh, other autism parents and things. And that's the reason why, like I, you know, I started looking for other places that that um that involve like children with autism. It's like movie theaters where they have like, mm. sensory nights. Okay, so like you and your child can actually sit and watch the movie. In the um, mm-hmm. um, now there are like uh, sensory friendly events at most places, from Sesame yeah. Place to like the the zoo to like you know so many different things. And it's like mm-hmm. to get yourself involved with those things to like just you know there's you're not going to miss out on like any of those special moments that's, you know, Mm -hmm. like those fears. And when you realize that as you're experiencing that with them and you see that light in their eyes still, it's like, you know, it's, it's wonderful. And looking back on it, you know, that's what I, that's what I missed. Yeah. Because it was, it was different. I mean, I didn't start meeting other, other parents and interacting with them until Jake was maybe, seven mm. you know six or seven years old right yeah i i think that parenthood can be isolating in general but then if you if you have a child who has special needs or neurodiverse or physically limited it, it just creates a whole other layer of oppor- like lack of opportunities i think we've gotten a lot better at being more inclusive like for example legoland in florida is mm-hmm. becoming more um autism friendly. So they're right. going to have like signs and more like ride appropriate things. And they're changing certain stuff and all their parks, not just the one in Florida, but all of them. And then to be more adaptable for yeah. different labeled individuals, like across the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's like super helpful, but this is just stuff that's happening now. And I guess maybe it's cause there's more knowledge around it. Maybe there's been more studies um, to kind of show the direction we need to go or ways to be more inclusive. But so I think that they, I think it's just like hard sometimes though, like to find people who can, you can relate to like in, in general. And then adding that layer of um, a neurodivergent child, it's just like, who's going to understand this kid without being judgmental. There's a lot of judgmental people out there. Exactly. You're going to, the they're going to be the one with the silly comments. It's uh, mm-hmm. And I remember, like, dealing with a lot of them. I remember, like, Jake was always, like, he was always a large child. Always. Mm-hmm. And he was always, he was always, like, the tallest kid from, like, pre-K to maybe, like, third, fourth grade. He was mm-hmm. always the tallest kid. Now, finally, he's catching up with the other 
or or the other kids are catching up with him. But <laughs> it's um, but I mean, I've heard some really snarky things like, "What's wrong Oof. with him? Why can't he speak?" You know. And I'm like, really? I mean, you can speak, and that's what you thought of saying? And I mean, <laughs> I'm the rude one. I'm like, really? <laughs> Seriously, that's what you want to start with? You know? Someone needs to revoke that privilege of, of your words right now. Right. Stop. And <laughs> once again, like the ceremonial squint when they say that, and you, like, for real, like, that's where we're going, you know? Yeah. So. And then they kind of realized, you know, like, you know, insert foot and mouth, you know? <laughs> And I do that all the time. Like, you know, like, like, yeah, there's first the squint, like, what? You know, and then there's a squint and the nod, meaning there's really no help for you. Like, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> you know, so you, it's, you know, the communicating, like, no, we're no, no, I'm not talking to you. It, it can be tough. But the moment that you step out and, like, you know, you start, like, um, you know, like finding these, you know, like finding mm-hmm. these, like, the, like, these special events and things and there's a lot of organizations out there that i i would i'm not going to say i discovered but like you know that were there that i stumbled upon like wow right you know there's a lot of really cool organizations that host like get-togethers and great events and things like that that are really helpful and the people that i've met are just very you know like amazing they're they're, mm-hmm. they're absolutely awesome and they've all been very good with you know with jake and um really helpful to provide information so for you know like the like that's always been like my, my my message for for parents is to like to really get out there and like this you'll learn as you go along there's a lot of things that you'll learn everybody's path is a little different so there's right. like programs and services that i didn't even know existed until i was talking to another parent and i'm like wait mm. a minute i had no idea all of this has been very helpful but you can't do that if you're just you know it's not the end of the world mm-hmm. it's not like Sure, things are going to change, but it doesn't mean they're not going to happen. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. Like, talking to people can really help you, you know? Right. Find the right resources, get in the right place, like, connect with other people, um, understand, like, what they're doing that maybe worked for them that you could try to implement. Like, I think sharing your story is really important because I think sometimes we're so concerned with our child fitting in. Right. But maybe making things fit for them is the better, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. approach to it. You know what I mean? Like you're taking something that I just think that's super smart. Like I, I don't, as a parent, I don't think I would know to do that for my kid. Like yeah. meeting him and making what he loves the the centerpiece and then building from there the, the knowledge that he needs. You know? Yeah. I think it's so smart. Yeah. <laughs>